Welcome to Encompass Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us today. To share your story of what God has been doing in you and through you, take a moment to email us at amen at encompass.org.au. Enjoy today's message. Hey, uh, it's so good to be in church. You know, I, I left last week's service... Um, just full of joy and faith. Like you should have asked my wife and Pastor John, uh, I was just talking to them, oh my God, there was just such an atmosphere of faith in the room last week. I believe we're carrying that same faith and expectation this morning, amen? I didn't feel like last week, I'm just, just being honest. Um, we're carrying the same faith this morning, Amen. Amen. We'll get there slowly, but we're going to have to get there a bit quicker than this. Anyway, as Pastor Alyssa, my wife, was saying, we are kicking off 21 days of prayer and fasting. And as I've been praying this week, I've just been sensing that, you know, there's people believing and desiring a significant miracle in your life. And I just want to encourage you, this is a perfect time to bring it to the feet of God. And this is the type of miracle that you just go, it is impossible. What an amazing time to bring this to God and to say, God, I'm bringing this to your feet. I'm believing. Because who believes that we serve a big God? He can answer big prayers. And so I would encourage you. And listen, if you want people to partner with you in this season, would you write down on your next steps card what you want us to pray with you with? If you have one of the pastor's emails or texts, uh, um, SMSs, would you just SMS us and just let us know how we can pray? We would love to stand in the gap and pray with you uh, over the next few weeks. Um, should we do a prayer meeting next? Yeah, this is what we'll do. Uh, we, I said to Alyssa, we'll make a decision just on the Sunday of like, should we run a prayer meeting? 9.30 next week in the morning, we're going to, before we kick off this 10 a.m. service, we're going to do a prayer meeting. And I want to encourage you, whether you're watching online, whether you're here in the room, if you want to be prayed for and if you want to stand as a church uh, in prayer, would you come at 9.30? Let's pray together. And then we're going to head into the service and set an atmosphere of faith. Amen. A lot of amens. I'm not sure where this amen situation is going, but we'll do it. This series is, isn't about setting in uh, a moment of prayer, a, a once-off prayer situation, but it's setting a lifestyle of prayer. And I heard this story, and, and it, I'm just going to quote this wife and her husband. They were having this conversation because she just won a battle with cancer. And during this time of her battle with cancer, she literally had to take medication each and every day, like each and every day. And this is what she ended up saying to her her husband. She says, prayer is like medication for my body. It is life and death. It is mandatory for my life. Prayer isn't a last resort for me, but it is a first point of call. And she's literally asking her husband, would you pray with me every single day? And I just believe if we can capture this sort of spirit when we pray, this sort of attitude towards prayer, our communication with God, it will change our lives. Come on, let's pray right now and commit this time to God. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you move this morning. And Lord, anything that is holding us back from listening to you, anything that is holding us back, God, Lord, from responding to you this morning, I just pray, Lord, that you will just put it aside in our hearts. Lord, that we'll be able to focus, we'll be able to hear your voice so clearly this morning, and we'll be able to hear directly from you. In your name we pray. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. You know, um, we have a a three-year-old. Some of you that know us, you definitely know we have Harley and... um, Three-year-olds have an interesting prayer life. Uh, if you've ever prayed with a little child, they're, they're very, it's, it's quite interesting what comes up in a three-year-old's prayer life. For example, they mention the most random people when you're praying with a three-year-old. For example, we're praying randomly, and then little Harley 
she'll just be like, hey, she loves Jonah and the whale, the, the Bible story of Jonah and the whale. And she'll be like, uh, and out of nowhere, Lord God, we just pray for Jonah and the whale and the people of Nineveh, you know? And, and imagine a three-year-old saying Nineveh real quickly. It is just so adorable. Sometimes, I don't know if you know these people, but she starts praying for random people. Olaf. Christoph. Do, I don't know if the laughing would happen. Some of you go, I don't know what you're talking about. We, we pray for Anna and Elsa all the time. And I pray, like, as in that, that, that frozen situation is happening, and I think they're going to be very blessed, like, as in, because they get prayed about a lot. The other thing that Harley prays about is she confesses her sins. Um, uh, for example, she'll stop Alyssa as she's praying, and she'll say, hey, mommy, can you tell Jesus what I did? And she's referring to the moment when she hit Amara in the head with a pencil case. You know what I mean? Like, as if, she's like, would you tell Jesus what I did today? Because, and not, not all the good things, just all the bad things. So I thought, that's, that's a healthy prayer life. Sometimes, like I know this week she was praying. She had a dream. She's scared of fireworks. She had a dream about fireworks. And she said, I prayed to Jesus that he would remove. This was an inception moment, praying within the dream. And she's kind of like, would you, I prayed to Jesus that like, he would get rid of the fireworks. And he did. And, he was, and she was so happy. But at nights, this is our ritual at nights. I say, thank you, Jesus. And then um, we go off on a tangent of many people that we know. Not, not Anna and Elsa, but more, more actual people. Anyway, so, so I say, hey, thank you, Jesus. And then we go, Nana and Pa. Don't ask me why they go first. Uh, Nana and Pa, Nonu and Nonna, uh, Miguel, Connie, Mez, Minnie, Mummy, Daddy, and then Amara. This is the process. And then after that, we just kind of pray about the day. We just kind of ad hoc it a bit and spontaneous prayers. But a couple of weeks, probably about two weeks ago now, the sound machine's on, the lights are off, and we're about to pray. It's a normal prayer day. Thank you, Jesus, for da, da, da. We both close our eyes, and I didn't know she was in a cheeky mood. And this is what she said. She goes, Thank you, Jesus, for this food. Amen. And I just thought to myself, she literally started praying for food at this point. And I'm kind of going, and to be honest, as a dad, at 7 p.m., when you're putting your child to bed, you're not even jeering what's happening. Like, as in, you're just going, just go to bed. I don't want this to go any longer. Do you know what I mean? And at this point, at, it, at this moment, right, I've just, I have not picked up of what's taken place. And I'm just going, did this just actually happen? And I thought to myself at this point, does this happen in my prayer life? Like, do I just pray words and I don't even realise what I'm saying? Like, you know how robotic our prayers can get, maybe ritual and religiously orientated. We can begin to pray, like, for example, you pray, God be with me today. And literally after that minute, you do not think about God one bit that day. Have you ever prayed for, like, for example, for lunch or dinner, and you're going, God, we thank you for this food, but literally, you're just saying those words, but are you really grateful for the food that he's provided for you? Maybe you pray just before you go to sleep, any, any just before you go to sleep or prayers, but literally, you're falling asleep. And I, I don't mean to, but, but literally, you're literally falling asleep as you're praying these prayers. And it's a scary thought, but this is what it says in Psalm chapter 5, verse 3, and I, and, I, and I thought, this is the, the type of prayer, prayer life that I want to have. It says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you. And it says, I wait expectantly. I'm praying prayers that I'm waiting for you to move. There's actually another version of this that says, I am watchful for what you're about to do. I am waiting and watching 
I am looking for God to move. Today, I actually want to concentrate on a specific prayer, and it's a prayer of anticipation and expectation. It's a prayer of anticipation to say, God, I am waiting for you to move. And this is what I believe. It's, I hope that it stirs your faith this morning. I hope that it gives you a confidence when you come to God. I hope that it gives you a language when you pray to God this week. And it's called the prayer of Jabez. Everyone say Jabez. The, the prayer of Jabez. There was like a mumbling. Everyone say Jabez out loud. Jabez. Jabez. It's a sort of prayer that's going to have you waiting and watching. And this is what it says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. This, I got, you got to understand, this story comes out of nowhere, okay, in the Bible. And this is what it says. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than all of his other brothers. What a guy. This, this guy sounds like a good guy, like way better than all the other brothers. Anyway, and his mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Literally, his name meant pain and sorrow. Thanks, Jabez's mum. Really encouraging. Really appreciate that. Anyway, secondly, is that it says, he was the one, though, and this is the prayer of Jabez. It's, it's only two lines. But he was the one who prayed to the Lord of Israel. And this is how he prayed. He said, oh, that you would bless me. Everyone say, bless me. That you would bless me, God, and expand my territory. Hmm. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted his request. Let me just pray that prayer again. It says, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Be with me. May your hand be with me in my every day and protect me from pain. This is a prayer that can change your destiny. This is a prayer that can change the course of your life. This is a prayer that is filled with expectation. I decided recently that I was going to pray this prayer every day of my life. I just decided, I said, I'm just going to start praying this prayer every single day. And, and as um, Alyssa was referring to, if anyone is praying for me, like as, in, as, a, as a part, I'm just going, would you pray this prayer over my life? I'm not being, I'm just, if, if anyone's going, oh, I'd love to pray for the pastors, and even that, even that Indian guy, I'll pray for him too. Like, as in, if you're, praying, if you're praying for me, would you pray, bless me? Would you pray, expand my territory? Would you pray for the presence of God to be with me? Would you pray for protection over my life? I tell you, this is a good prayer. So now we're just going to go through this prayer of Jabez, and let's see what Jabez prayed for and how he did it, okay? Are you ready? Let's do it. We're doing it anyway. Number one is he prayed, bless me. Oh, that you would bless me, God. Here's the thing about Jabez. Jabez recognized who God was and he understood how God worked. I noticed when I said, bless me, about 78% of the congregation got real awkward because you're automatically thinking, you don't, you don't pray that, excuse me, young man, uh, you do not pray that prayer, that is selfish, like as in, you, like, and I was talking to some people this week and even this morning, and when we say bless me, no, no, I'll pray it over the person next to me, but no, sorry, I can't pray that prayer for my life, you know, that, that doesn't sound right, that just makes me feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean, like uncomfortable, it's a joke, anyway, but, but here's the thing, when you pray bless me God, do you know what you're asking for? You're asking God to set you apart. 
You're asking God to give you success, happiness, and prosperity. And that's not just financially. That is in your health, in your relationships, in your career, in your parenting. This is what it says in Proverbs 10, verse 22. It says, God's blessing makes life rich. It goes on to say, nothing we can do is is better or can improve on God. In other words, there is nothing better than being blessed by God. There's nothing better. You, you can't buy any better blessing when you get a blessing from God. It is an amazing thing. There is nothing better. God's nature is to bless you. Again, very uncomfortable thoughts here. You see, in Exodus, Moses asks God, would you show me your glory? Would you tell me about your nature? Would you tell me about what you're like, God? And do you know what God responds? It says that the Lord God says that I am gracious. He says, I am merciful. I am long-suffering. I am slow to anger, it says. But I, I abound in goodness and truth. I abound in love and faithfulness. This is what you need to know. God is full of goodness. God wants to bless you. It is in his nature to bless you. And Jabez knew God's desire was to bless his life. He knew. It was like a parent, sorry, it was like a child going to a specific parent to ask for something. Harley knows if she wants frozen movies and super dupers, come to this guy because I will hook you up. You know what I mean? Like, as in, but if you want real food and if you want to play games and you know, all that kind of stuff, you go to mummy. Like, as in he knew, in the same way a child knows to go to a certain parent, he knew when he goes to God the Father, when he goes to the Lord, as in he will be blessed. But he also knew he had to ask. You have to ask for blessing. And you're going, but wait a second, like as in... I'm saved, so like, as in, doesn't it, isn't there just a pre-ordered blessing that comes my way? And like, there's some angels in heaven organizing your schedule of blessings for the year. No. No. Maybe, maybe you think that when it comes to blessing, like, as in, it's based on your behavior. Listen, I've been good all week, so therefore I deserve the blessing of God. Or maybe it's just that it is what it is. You don't think you deserve it, you don't think you don't, etc., etc. But it's just, it is what it is, and, and you just kind of let it roll because it's out of your control. But Jabez knew he had to ask. He had to ask God. The Bible says in Matthew 7 7, ask and it will be given to you. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Bless me, O God. James chapter four, verse two, it says you get so angry, you get so frustrated, you get so jealous because you don't have what you want. And then it goes on to say, it says you don't have what you want because you didn't ask God. You didn't ask God for it. Here's the thing. If, um, if you don't ask God for blessing, who or what are you depending on? If, you, if, if you're feeling uncomfortable about this idea of asking for the blessing, are you depending on yourself? Are you depending on maybe a, a better fortunate, fortunate situation to, to go your way? Are you putting your control in your hands? God has chosen prayer as the vehicle for blessing to travel in. God has chosen prayer as the vehicle for blessing to travel and you've got to ask for it. You need to come to God and say, God, would you bless me? 
Would you bless me, God? And again, even this week, as I said, I've been praying it a lot. And um, Alyssa and I, we've been worried about our second child, Amara. Um, she's, oh, she, hello, hello, Bubba. Um, she's a little cutie. Uh, she's very white, but it's, we love her. Um, and so, um, love her to pieces. Um, but to be honest, she's actually quite quiet. And, and as young parents, I don't know what you're like, but um, the first 12 months, you're always looking for those development moments. You know what I mean? And she's extremely quiet. She was giving a lot of ahs, but there was no das and mars. Does everyone, everyone know? Like, you know how the tongue has to start going and things like that. And so anyway, about two months ago, my wife and I had this conversation and we just said, listen, we either have to go see a doctor or like we're going to have to do something. And we, we made a decision at this point. This is what we're going to do. We are going to wait two months. Oh, wait, sorry. I think we said we're going to wait one month and then we'll see what happens after that. So anyway, as I said, I've been praying this prayer constantly, daily, on a daily basis. And out of nowhere, like, you know, you can kind of go to Google, you know, who, Dr. Google, it's a very smart guy. Um, and then you can go to all sorts of ideas and concepts. I'll never forget one morning we wake up. And listen, Harley speaks a lot. She speaks enough for everyone. But Amara just went crazy and just started going da, 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 da. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness. And, and literally, she hasn't stopped since. Every time you get her home, here's two miracles here. One, she started to speak. Two, it was daddy's first. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as in, this is an amazing thing. Like, as in, two amazing miracles. But, and and I've got to admit, when it first happened, God literally just nudged my heart. And he said, you just got to ask. You've just got to ask. You've just got to ask me and I will open the door. Here's the thing. What are you asking God for this year? What are you believing for? Can I encourage you to set some faith goals? Because it is healthy to dream. It is literally the Hebrew word for dreaming is closely connected to the Hebrew word dreamer and healthy. And so what you see is that when you see a healthy person, they're most probably a dreamer. But I want to encourage you, would you write down not just goals that you can get to, but goals that only God can answer. Faith goals that only God can come through for. Write down, bless me, O God, and write down faith. Just put it down. If God has placed it in your heart, trust that he will bless you. Everyone say, bless me. Bless me, O God. Trust me, if you keep doing it daily, you get used to it. As you can see, I can't, initially, I, was, I looked a bit like you guys, awkward. No, no offence. But week in, week out, day in, day out, it naturally comes. Bless me, O oh God. But this is what you need to know. The second part to this prayer is enlarge my territory. Enlarge my influence. Increase my influence. Here's the thing. Jabez knew, Jabez knew that there was a purpose behind his blessing. Let me tell you something, if you are praying for a new McLaren or a new Ferrari, unless it brings glory to God, it's probably not going to get answered. When we are praying prayers, it is to align ourselves with God's kingdom and it is always to bring Him glory. Jabez prayed, enlarge my territory, enlarge my Instagram followers. Just joking for all the young people. But, but what is your territory? Your territory is wherever you go, and whatever you do. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you might be a gardener, you might be a nurse, you might be a mum and dad, you might be a CEO or a forklift driver, it doesn't matter, but you have influence. 
And to pray for territory is to pray for a miracle. To pray for territory is stepping into the supernatural. You know what Jabez was actually praying in that moment when he was saying, enlarge my territory? He was saying to God, God, surely I was born for more than this. I know my mum named me pain and I know I could be stuck to that past. But I tell you, God, if you're going to bless me, surely I was born for something greater. Surely I'm on this planet to do something great for you that will bring you glory. This is what it says in Ephesians 3 verse 20. Our God can do exceedingly abundantly more. More than you could ever ask. Right now you're asking for something. Let me tell you something. God can do so much more than you could ever ask or think. Let me tell you, when God blesses you, it is not for you. It's for others. Are you feeling a bit better about saying, bless me, God? Bless me, God, and expand my influence. Increase my territory. When it comes to influence and territory, though, majority of us are calculating it on our terms. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll kind of tell you the calculations that, that are going through our minds. Firstly, we think that my abilities plus my training plus my experience, I'm 35 now, I'm, I think I've got a bit more experience now, plus my past, oh, that could get me in trouble, um, equals what I can do, equals my territory. My abilities plus my training, plus my experience, and, and we automatically go, well, that is the influence I can have. But let me tell you, this is a better equation. I'll show you a better equation. My willingness plus God's power equals my territory. Let me say that again. My willingness plus God's power, plus the Spirit of God is not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord, is by His Spirit that will equal my territory. My territory will not be defined by my name. Jabez said, my territory won't be defined by my abilities, training and experience and past, but it will be defined by God's spirit over my life. My willingness plus God's power will build and will start a business this year that will support the kingdom of God and build the kingdom of God. My willingness plus God's power will open doors that will exceed my imagination. My willingness plus God's power will allow me to shape the next generation, whether you're a mom or a dad or you're in the fusion area. I want to tell you, you can shape a generation. My willingness, your willingness plus God's power will give us influence in rooms that we never thought we'd have. We'll put you in positions that you just go, I don't deserve this, but I've got this. My willingness plus God's power will win a city, will win a nation for Jesus. Why? Because it's for his glory. It is not for you. Our blessings is to enlarge God's kingdom. I told you, I have been praying this prayer each and every day, and um, something random happened even this week. So, like, Amara is starting to say dada over mama. Sorry, Alyssa. They all laughed at you. Oh, like, uh, they're not saying papa, no. Um, but I'm having this random conversation literally this week. And, um, and it's just so weird. Like we were just, you know how you just talk about holidays? It's, this is the time where great conversations can happen about New Year's Day and what you did for Christmas. It's like an easy conversation. So we are randomly, this gentleman, unchurched person, kind of knows what we do, kind of doesn't know what we do. And we're just talking randomly about New Year's and holidays. And I'm telling you, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, this gentleman turns to me and he goes, Jace, when you need that meeting 
with the Minister of the Treasury Department. I, I know, you're going, who's the I don't even know who the Minister of the Treasury Department is. He goes, when you need that meeting with the Minister of the Treasury Department, you just let me know. And I'll he goes, I've got the hookup and I'm letting you know. You don't understand, I'm a very casual person. Like, as, and I'm just kind of like going, I was not asking for this. I have no idea what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and he was just here. He goes, Jake, you call me. When you need this hookup, I'm going to... And I, and I literally said to him, I go, what am I, I doing this? And then we kind of just moved on in the conversation. I walk out of that conversation and I go, God, like, what is going on? Like, why, why this? Like, what is this all about? And he just, and he just said to me, do you not remember what you've been praying? You've been asking for influence. He goes, specifically, you've been asking for influence with specific people. And I said, well, I didn't, I didn't even know who the Treasury Department is. Like, you know, you know, maybe I know, the, you know, I know the top guys, but who's this guy? I don't even know. And anyway, he goes on and he reminds me what I've been praying for. I've been praying for a few things, influence in specific areas. And one you'll laugh at and one you'll go, that's an answer to prayer. Number one is I've been praying for influence with young people. And you might be going, oh, you look so young. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I'm looking up words of what young people say now. It's a concern. I woke up this morning, and you know what Harley said to me when I wore this shirt? She goes, oh, look, you're dressing like Damien, our young, our young youth girl. I'm just going, why would she say this? This is a three-year-old here. What is happening? Pray for her. Anyway, and I'm kind of going, so I'm, I'm kind of going, hey, our young people are so important to us. I want to make sure that we have a voice with our young people. They are the next generation. We should always be building them up. So I'm praying for influence. The second thing I've been praying for is influence in the government. I believe when the kingdom of God comes to earth, it is so that we, we need to have an influential voice in government. We need to make sure that people look to us as salt and light of the earth. And so I'm kind of looking at it, I'm going, God, you are enlarging our territory. Let me tell you something. When, you're in, when, you're, when your territory gets enlarged, it's only God. It's not you. When your territory, when he brings increase to your life, it can't be you. It is all him. It is your willingness, though. It is your willingness let me, let me say, it is your willingness plus God's power that will equal your territory. Bless me, O oh God, increase my territory. And Jabez knows this, is that if God answers these first two prayers, I'm going to need a lot of help. And the third part to his prayer is very simple. May your hand be with me, God. Would you be with me? Me. Literally, Jabez says these words because he knew that he needed the power and the presence of God to be with him. Jabez knew he needed the power and the presence of God to be with him. He wanted God's hand with him. Let me tell you something. It matters whose hand's on it. It matters whose hand's on it. For example, a cricket bat in my hand is worth... Maybe 20 bucks. Sometimes I'm playing good, but it'd still be worth probably 20 bucks. A cricket bat, for all the Indians here, because I'm Indian and that's fantastic, but in Virat Kohli's hand, who is one of the best, is the best player in the country and in the world, um, it would be worth millions. Let me talk it for everyone else, because everyone's like, no, I don't follow cricket, go away. Everyone know Messi, the soccer player? Yeah. A soccer ball in my hands is not worth much. Probably, probably would depreciate in value, let's be honest here. 
A soccer ball in Messi's hands. Firstly, it's handball. But secondly, a soccer ball in Messi's hands would be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Why? Because it matters whose hands on it. Let me tell you something. When God blesses you, when he increases your territory, it matters whose hands on your life. And we need to be praying for God's hand to be on your life because you're going to be in moments and situations of intimidation. You're going to go, what am I going to do with this contact? Like, as in, why am I in this room? Why do I have chair in this meeting? Why is this taking place? You're going to be asking why, why, why. You're going to be intimidated. It's going to build maybe anxiety. But let me tell you something. When you have the hand of God, when you pray, God be with me, it breaks intimidation and says, I was born for this moment. When you say, God be with me, it moves anxiety to peace. It goes from fear to boldness when God's hand is with you. It is like going down a big slide at a playground. You know, if you look at your kids, they'll be very confident on a small slide, very confident or semi-confident on a medium slide. But if it was a big slide, what do they do? They call for help. They go, Mom, Dad, can you come down with me? Would you be with me as I go down this slide? Let me tell you something. We need to be people that courageously walk up to the big slide and I say, I'm going down. Whatever God, however God, you're going to bless me. However God, you're going to expand my territory. I'm confident, not because of what I have done, but because of what God has done. 2 Corinthians 3.5, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. If God blesses you, you're going to be in stretching moments, moments that are beyond your capacity and comfort zone. But with God's hand on you, anything's possible. When Jesus told the disciples to go out to the world, go out to the world and make disciples, go out to the nations, go out to every corner and make disciples. Let me tell you something. It was a blessing to receive that moment but it was intimidating. They're going, how in the world do we do this? How in the world are we going to, who do we even start with? Where, where are all the corners? How does it all work? But if you look through the scriptures in Acts, whenever you found they were filled with the Spirit, they spoke with fearlessness and boldness. Whenever you saw them filled of God, they spoke with boldness. This is what it says in Acts eleven twenty one: The Lord's hand was with them. And a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Acts 4.13, it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, the boldness, they realised that they didn't even finish university. They were unschooled, ordinary men, and they were astonished. Acts 9.27, it says, he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. Fearlessly. Maybe there's a nervousness of praying this prayer. You're going... If I pray it, the industry that I'm part of, the space that I'm in, it is, it is scary, it is intimidating, it, it, it's just too much. But let me tell you something. One, you'll be, if you pray this prayer, you'll start looking for these opportunities. And secondly, you'll be asking God constantly, would you be with me? It, it goes hand in hand. It literally will say, God, as, say for example, if it takes you to a moment and you're in this scenario that you're going... What do I do? How do I? You're literally saying, God, you have brought me here. You have brought me to a place that is outside my abilities. Now, God, would you be with me? 
God, you have brought me to a place that is beyond me, out of my capacity, but would you be with me? And the, the, the power, and I believe the presence of God will be with you. Would you bless me, God? Would you enlarge or in, uh, increase my influence? Number two, would you be, number three, would you be with me? And finally, and I'll invite the worship team up, would you protect me? Would you protect me? Jabez anticipated that to stay in the blessings of God, he needed protection. To stay in the blessings of God, he needed protection. Jabez's prayer uh, takes another turn. He says this, keep me from all harm and pain. Keep me from all harm and pain. Jabez didn't only just want a once-off blessing. He didn't want to go to a blessing conference. He wanted to live a lifestyle of prayer, of, of blessing. He wanted to be in the blessing of God continuously. And this is what he knew. If I'm in the blessing of God, if I'm constantly being blessed, well, I definitely need God's protection. Because if, if your territory is being enlarged, guess what? You're taking someone's territory. If God is moving in your life, if you are winning souls for God, let me tell you something. You are taking someone's territory. We are most vulnerable to sin and the enemy when we're in the blessing of God. 1 Peter 5 eight. control yourselves and be careful. The devil is your enemy and he goes out like a roaring lion looking for someone to eat and attack. Let me tell you something. I just find it so sad when you see great people of great influence, great people that live successful lives, that were carrying the name of Jesus, that, that would speak to thousands of people and you see that they didn't run from evil. You see, Jabez's strategy here wasn't just, would you help me get through tough moments? His strategy was far greater. He was saying, keep me away from, I don't even wanna be on the same street as harm. I don't even wanna be in the same suburb, in the same country as evil and harm. I pray that we would pray a prayer that would allow us to run, that would keep us miles away from evil and from sin. I heard this story of a, of a senior pastor and um, God blessed his, his ministry and he ended up being in America talking to literally thousands of pastors at this conference. And so he's at this conference and he literally pours out his heart. And what happens is, is that he, he, like God moved greatly in these meetings. And he, and he had to literally fly out that night, that straight after the, his last speaking arrangement, he had to fly out. And so what happened was, is that uh, he jumps in a taxi, jumps on a plane, but he is emotionally depleted. He is spiritually kind of like, like empty. He's physically drained. And unfortunately, he ends up in the middle seat of a, um, of, on a plane between two, two men. And the story goes is that he said that these two men, literally within five minutes of being on the plane, both start looking uh, individually to pornography, literally straight away at his weakest point. He had just come off an amazing moment at this, at this conference. And now he's in the middle of these two men individually. And this pastor, He's, he's like, he's gone. Like he's, he had nothing to give at this point, but he prays this prayer of Jabez. He says, God, you've blessed me already. You've increased my influence. 
Lord God, you've been with me this whole way. God, right now, would you protect me? And literally, within a few minutes, both these men individually, within three to five minutes of each other, it says, they, excuse me, but they, they actually swore out loud and they put away their devices. Literally, out of note, like random, it just, it just looked like the most random thing ever. This guy starts laughing in the middle of his seat. He kind of found, he was just like going, and he, and he said, and he said, thank you so much. God, you're protecting me. Let me tell you something, when you pray this prayer, you're looking for God to move. It's not safe prayers. But you're saying, God, I believe, I trust in you that you're gonna move, that you're gonna heal, that you're gonna speak, that the circumstances are going to change. There is, there is thank you, Jesus, for this food prayers. And there's God, would you stop this right now, prayers. There is, Lord God, be with me this day. Oh God, I know that you're gonna bring someone into my world today that I'm gonna have influence with. There are moments in time where you gotta go, God, God, how am I gonna pray this year? And my prayer would be as a church, as individuals, that we would pray big prayers, that we would be bold. And as we pray for protection, we're saying, God, would you protect my mind? For anything that is not of you, God, would you protect my soul of anything destructive? God, would you protect me physically from any harm? And would you believe that God's going to protect you? I get. I think we live in a society now. We're scared to put ourselves out there. We're scared to ask that big thing from God because you're worried He's not going to come through. You're worried He may not answer. You're worried it might not be right. My prayer this year is that when we get the heart of God and we pray, God, would you bless me? Would you expand my territory for your glory? Lord God, would you be with me? Would you protect me? All we have to do is ask, why wouldn't He come through for you? Why wouldn't He come through for you? Don't allow anything to get in the way of praying with faith, anticipation, and love for Him. We're gonna pray a prayer. Actually, we're gonna pray this Jabez prayer together as one family very shortly, but the most important thing that you could ever do in your journey is to make your life right with God. And so we can pray any prayer you want, but the most important prayer that you could pray is to say, God, would you, would you come to my heart and I wanna make you Lord and I wanna make you Saviour. Let me tell you something. If you heard it earlier, Jabez... His name meant pain and sorrow. People, as he would walk towards them, they would think grief. They would think sadness. They would think broken. And I don't know what lies have been told to you. I don't know what names you've been labelled. But let me tell you something. There is a prayer that you can pray. There's an invitation that you can accept that can change your destiny. It can change your life. And I've got to tell you, for me, when I invited Jesus into my heart, it changed my destiny. It changed my life because it was the Spirit of God living in me. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Encompass Church. If today's message has impacted you and you want to give your life to Jesus, 
If you need prayer or if you want to get connected to the church, please contact us at office at encompass.org.au. Never miss a moment by following us online. Search for Encompass Church on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.